Good morning, angels. Good morning, angels, and what a glorious day it is. So, you know, we have to really, really, really be careful of what we wish for, what we say in just, or what we say in motion, in deepened, heightened emotion, right? So, today is Tuesday. I usually don't work on Tuesdays. It's usually my day off. But I traded it for yesterday so that I can be in uh, Philadelphia with my daughter, you know, with my husband. I went to visit her on Sunday night. And um, and we were going to have to drive back. We knew what was going on. We were just playing, playing too many games, leaving the house. So, with that said, with that said... <laughs> we're about to get me again. With that said, we had a situation where we um, were completely um, just there to take care of the girl and, um, you know, see her, ensure her happiness and whatever. And so we went to dinner and, uh, and it was a Mexican restaurant. It was very nice, Mexican restaurant. And what ended up happening is we end up having a situation where, um, you know, I do not eat anything with MSG in it because it is um, a huge issue and no one should eat it. And so anyway, and so, uh, you know, you have to be careful because over time, like when we think about like, the that when we think about things that make us feel unhappy, just say things that make us feel unhappy only. Like when we think of that, we think, oh my God, you know, that makes me so unhappy. So, you know, recently, earlier in the week, one of my coworkers, um, well, not even a coworker, just a friend of mine, uh, she had a situation where um, the day after Valentine's Day, you know, um, there was like feelings of um, suicide from her offspring. And I said to her, how old is she? She's like, she's 17. She just turned 17. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let's see. It's a terrible, like, idea, obviously. But to somebody who's like, feels like their heart is broken or they feel sad about something, you know what I mean? Like, things like that. Those are the things that cause people sometimes to um, want to check out. And so it brought me to... Um, you know, just thinking about how at some point we're just like, ah, you know, this sucks, you know. I don't know if I could do this anymore. Maybe life will be better without me. Blah, 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 right? And, um, and in saying those things, we're basically sending a story to the universe when I would rather say, and you know what's weird? Why is it so easy, it seems, to throw out some crazy shit verbally and the terrible thing will occur. But when you're like, you know, manifesting, working on your manifestation, you know, that is taking more time. It's so bizarre. So anyway, um, I just guess I'm trying to say that we have so much going on in our planet, you know, that there's a lot of hate. Hate is the norm, you know. They're trying to tell people love or whatever, and that's the gay love, like, you know, when they say love, they're like, oh, okay, so we can just love each other, love anything, love, love, love. But it's not really love. That's not what we're talking about. It's about when you, example would be, um, I was reading an uh, article or there was some sort of story on 
Facebook that said something like, a woman went in to buy a car, and she worked like three jobs, and, you know, she just needed a new car to go to work. And they turned her down. Her credit wasn't good enough. And so she's very upset. You know, the article was saying that she was crying. And a man at the table next to them, trading his car in for a new car, was listening and felt bad for her. So he had the salesman call her back. And when she came back, he gave her his old car, which was still in great shape, and said, here, you know, it'll be better for you to have it than for me to trade it in anyway. It's more of a loss. And so she, he gave it to her free of charge. And she was just truly, you know, touched and, you know, overwhelmed with, you know, just feeling so blessed. And so, you know, one of the key things is, is that that's how we should treat each other. We have over 15 billionaires and they're just the black ones. So, the question would be, why wouldn't they just take a little to build up communities? And it's not just them. We have so many. And so it's like, what is happening? What is the mindset? What is the guarantee? What is the contract to be wealthy on the planet Earth? You're not allowed to make a difference. Because it could just be a beautiful place. We could all have enough. But yet, there's something that would prefer to only have it and have so much that they can't really use it all at one time. Where me, I love to bless others. I like everybody along the side of me, around me, where I can see as far to be blessed. And I don't understand. So anyway... Oftentimes, I feel like I recognize that I just really don't belong on this planet. But at the same time, we leave behind people who will mourn, and they will be devastated. Then we have those who think it's, it would be worthy to remove, pray that person away so they can have their selfish needs met forsaking the impact of the people who love them. Or maybe that isn't. Maybe they're not forsaking it. Maybe they're looking forward to seeing that person in that state, you know, instead of the blessed state. Everything's so crazy right now. I was reading another article this morning that was saying that uh, there was an Uber driver, a girl who, on February 10th, went out about 9 p.m. for a, you know, to pick up someone in, in a suburb, and um, and then she never came back or communicated with her boyfriend, and then on Tuesday, the next day, the 11th, they were looking for her and officially said she's missing because she just never showed back up after working on the, the night before, and so... Um, the 12th, um, they found her car. The 13th, they found her cell phone and um, the 
dash cam that was in her car. And on Valentine's Day, she was officially found and um, she was found dead. And that's the nightmares. And it turned out that she went to pick up a job and um, a guy had asked his girl to do it, like to get the job for him, you know, grab the Uber for him. Can you get me an Uber? And so she got him the Uber. And then in getting him the Uber, it's under her name. And so the when he gets in the car, there's obviously signs that there's something not right, you know. And so he gets in the car and, and it's saying, you know, Tanya. She's like, Tanya? And he was like, didn't answer. And so then she goes to go um, drive. And as she's approaching the destination, it's saying Tanya's destination or ride over or whatever it says. And at that point is when um, he put a gun to her head and he said, keep driving, just keep driving. And, he, and she was like, yo, come on, are you serious? And then he started to pull her ponytail. And this was all seen on the dash cam after finding the dash cam. They got to see the dash cam. And so it, that's just sad because she had to go make some money. You know, when you decide to go do Uber, which is totally whack when you're like 30-something years old, um, you know, it's not an exciting thing. You're usually desperate for cash, you know, or just really need it. And you know it's dangerous. And you just hope that, you know, nothing happens. But at the same time, that's where your relationship comes in with the higher power because you also need... Um, someone to, you need God to send forth his mightiest, most powerful angels that never lose a battle to encompass about you in a mighty hedge of protection. You understand? You need that. And so, you know, that's something that I would say is, you know, important. So the young lady most likely was not a terrible person. You know, she just did what she had to do and she had courage to go do it, and she probably felt safe because she was in a suburb, right? Like, you know, but then there's a lot of thugs that date girls in the suburbs, or a lot of girls date thugs in the suburbs and bring them to the world. And so, with that said, though, uh, the guy, basically, apparently the girl had bought a gun, and it went missing, and so the gun went missing, and she felt that maybe he took it because he, nobody else had access to it but him. So she just gave up all the information because her gun was going to ultimately be implicated if they find it or whatever happens. And now she'll be in going to jail over something, dating a damn thug. So what I wanted to say is, though, is that I can imagine that she, you know, trying to get some extra money, you know what I mean? Her man, we don't know what he was like, but we just know that he was left to mourn her on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. You know, I mean, what went on that night? Was he working at Uber? Was he working late? Was he, you know, was there something going on where maybe he wasn't working or, you know, but all I know is he's the one that's morning you know she had to be frightened and harmed and all that stuff 
And then at the same time, now, any family, any family left behind is left to mourn. You know? And so, I just wanted to say that sometimes our own thoughts, like how we feel sad about something or, you know, maybe our own racial thoughts, like when somebody gets in the car and maybe the person was planning to do something all along, you know, like had a plan to rob the Uber driver, even though Uber drivers rarely have money because that's why they're driving Uber, you know. And so, you know, it's just a lot. So I just wanted to say that um, I don't know what's going on. I know that um, for me, things are, you know, God is great. You know, I feel blessed and, you know, I just know that we have a lot going on and we have to make sure that we not just count our blessings, but thank them, let them know how much we love them, you know, make sure all of our loved ones feel appreciated the best we can because we can't do everything, you know, and so all we can do is try our best. That's all we can do. We can't be everything to everybody. You know, we can't. We just can't. So what we can do is our, try our best to love, to make help people feel loved, you know, or know that someone loves them, you, me, whatever. And so, um, yeah. You know, lately I've had, I've been very, like, closed or, very cautious in my podcast where I don't feel free to talk because my spirit is telling me that my enemies are listening to my podcast, which I would never do. I would never, ever in life listen to, go look at the pages of, search for my enemies. If I think you're demonic, if I'm not feeling you, that's the only reason I wouldn't be feeling it if you were demonic. It's crazy, it's hilarious to me, <laughs> but demonic's not funny. And so that's the only time I wouldn't want you in my life is if you have a pattern of demoncy. That's it. So with that said, um, you know, there's a lot of people who would like to see me not here. And, um, you know, I don't care. I don't really, the reason I would be closed off with knowing that my enemies are, you know, listening to my podcast is because I feel that my enemies don't deserve to engage in my voice. And so... It's hard because I don't talk to witches. You understand? <laughs> and when I'm doing my podcast, I feel like we're just having a conversation. You know, you're listening. I'm talking. But the fact is, I'm going to push through it. Okay? So, there's a statement in the Bible that says, When our enemies curse us, they bless us instead and glorify the Lord in the process. When your enemies curse you, they bless you instead 
and glorify the Lord in the process. So, let's let the Lord be glorified through these tremendous blessings, through the cursing of my enemies. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you're going to do. I trust you, I thank you, and I love you. And I feel that anything that is coming is going to be a beautiful situation. I need you to remove the wicked, frankly, from the planet. This could be a beautiful planet. But the wicked, they can't bring about beautiful things, but they could tear it down. So, dear Lord, please protect this planet from the plans of the wicked. Everything that they want to do that doesn't include you, bind them, stop them, destroy them, and remove them forever. Let your mightiest, most powerful angels stand as a mighty hedge of protection. And let the wicked come to naught. Let them be nowhere to be found, Lord, as we search for the wicked. Let your love be sufficient. Lord, I thank you for giving me the spirit of love and courage. And that I ask that you continue to keep me safe from the plans of the wicked. And continue to bless me and help me be able to do all that I need to do. To walk in your perfect will. Lord, there's so many people, you know, thinking to themselves, you know, this person was terrible when I knew them. That's the funny thing about social media because people who, you know, you were like a kid with, vicious, you know, growing, they are watching you thinking, oh, she was horrible when I knew her. That's the beautiful thing. And I actually had to have that own conversation with myself about letting people grow. But the question is, can you grow out of being wicked? Can you grow out of being wicked? Or is that something that just sticks around wickedness? So I just want us to be able to really understand that MSG is bad. You know, MSG is bad, and um, and I had I had an episode with it again recently, and I've been trying to be good. I really do. I, my spirit usually tells me, and I felt it did. My husband and my my husband and my son agreed that my spirit told me when I could not eat that food at the table. I could not eat the food. Like I was just like looking at it, and I took a bite, and it was tasty, you know, but I just couldn't eat it, and. Um, and then later, and I felt like I just chalked it up to that I had some chips and, and guacamole, and so, you know, I just wasn't hungry enough, right? But there's this weird intuition thing that I've developed, or I've had it, but it's starting to be more prominent or prevalent, and that is this intuition where something is there, and I know it's there. I don't see it, there's no sign, but it's there. And it's even, like, the same as it being, like, something wicked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's there. 
and I could feel it. Well, this food thing, I felt like something was there, <laughs> and um, and I couldn't eat the food. And then at the end of the day, something was there because um, in the wee hours, I started to um, suffer the allergic reaction to MSG. So I know what the MSG was in, I'm pretty sure. But, um, but it, yeah, it, it tried to take me out. And so I know it's because more than one person would like to get rid of me. And as much as they want to get rid of me, God would like to have me back from this hellhole place that doesn't deserve such an angel. When somebody could grow up the way I did, impacted the way I did, but still be ready to smile and try to be happy. And, you know, I recognize the things that people led me to through their poor behavior and my indoctrination and, and try to not be that person anymore. But wicked people always want to try to take you back into your old self. They don't want you to be able to feel better, grow, be better, etc. They want to keep you right where you were at. But God... <laughs> but God, right? And so we have to really, really be careful because there's so much going on. And frankly, it's very, very, um, it's very, uh, what's that called? It's very, I don't know, ancient. You know, it's like an ancient thing. Like, it's not something that is just... A regular thing. It's something ancient that is here to take things down, to destroy, and it's going right after a specific lineage. So if we just know that and pay attention to that, we'll know that it'll pop up again in the next generation. Like when we, like I had mine, it showed up, right? Then um, for me, it showed up. For my mom, it showed up. So that means if my daughter and my son have children, it'll show up. So you just be aware and recognize the spirit immediately and don't allow it in. You know, that's all you could do is just don't allow it in. And it's hard because it might be your kid's person, a love interest or something. They're like, but I like them, daddy. You know what I mean? Feeling like I really like this person, though. And now they're bringing all this madness into the family. Right? So we do have to be careful. We do. We have to be careful because if we're not careful, we'll bring the devil to our house. And then your kids will feel terrible because everything will go to shit. Everything. And they'll feel bad because they know that they brought it there because you've spent most of your adult life ensuring that your life can't be destroyed because you know exactly what the signs are, what the players are, what the characters look like, you know, what the, the you know, what the act actions are that are of a person who's not for you, a person who's destructive, you know, so we have to really pay attention to that, and then watch, like my grandmother used to say, we have to watch as well as pray, we have to watch, and she, you know, that's necessary, we have to watch as well as pray. You understand? We can't just pray. 
we got to watch too. Right? So, with that said, I just wanted to say there's a lot to be said. You know, there's a lot to be said. And, uh, and in having so much to be said, we also have to recognize Open the door. Sarah.